Welcome to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Today, we're going to talk about your secret marketing tool. I always like secrets. Shh, don't tell anybody. Should well, we but, tell them? Well... I kind of think that might be why they're here. So I think we should probably tell them. Okay, but you can't tell anybody else. And I really wish you could be doing the secret handshake right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so if you um, are here to learn about your secret marketing tool, your secret marketing, actually a whole sales force. Yep. So who are they? Hmm. Well, I think they're taller than three feet. Oh, so it's not the babies. No, it's not the babies. Is it the preschoolers? Mm, not the preschoolers. Then it has to be the afterschoolers because that's that's what we got. Um, you're close. The lawn guy. Everybody <laughs> loves them. Panda bears. <laughs> no, <laughs> silly. It's your staff. Oh, so I think one of our early episodes was on an episode we did called Raving Fans. Again, wonderful book. We love the book. We also love The One Minute Manager and The One Minute Manager did The One Minute Manager and the Monkeys and One Minute Manager and Raving Fans. So if you haven't ever heard of the concept of Raving Fans, this is kind of along that line and it starts with your staff being your raving fans. If your staff wouldn't have their best friend bring their kids to your program, we have issues. And they need to communicate with you, um, which means that you aren't having enough listening sessions with your staff. So I'm going to presume, though, that you guys, you're listening to our podcast, you've got a great program. And your staff are engaged and feel like where they work is a great place to be for adults and for kids. If you're not 100% sure that your staff feel that way, please schedule listening sessions with each of your staff. You're going to call them a meeting, but it's really for you to listen. (laughs) Which means that you're going to listen twice as much as you talk. Yep. So how how do we make our staff feel like their opinion is important. Well, so this isn't a quick fix and this isn't something that you just wake up one day and you decide, hey, I want all of my staff to help me enroll and to help me recruit employees. However, you got to start somewhere. And if that's your goal, today is a great day. So go get paper, go get pencil. We'll wait just a minute or put us on pause. Yeah, because your staff, just like the staff at Target, the staff are also part of the sales force. Everybody who works at Target is part of trying to get you to buy stuff out of the dollar spot at the front of Target. They want you to buy the cute t-shirts. But I have a question. I don't pay them commission. I don't have a sales script. Should I? It wouldn't hurt. Some people are motivated by money. Goes back to that love language thing that we've talked about. If you've ever taken one of our courses, you've probably heard about love languages. Um, So some people on your staff are motivated by money. um, And that's their primary motivator. Those people are going to be motivated by you having a commission or a bonus structure if they refer somebody and that person enrolls. Other people are going to be like, I don't do this to get paid. 
um, because they want the recognition. They want people to say nice things about them. So that's where that sales script comes in. So giving them things to say. And one of my favorite things to give my teachers is business cards. Oh, I love business cards. And what's even more fun is letting them come up with really creative and wonderful titles. That's a little bit more than just preschool teacher or lead teacher um, within reason. Yeah, like it could be, you know, uh, chief high toddler entertainer, right? <laughs> that works. Um, and have the business card have on the back of it a referral that says they get some, you know, whoever uses that gets something free. They get a free t-shirt. You were going to give them a t-shirt when they enrolled anyway. They don't know. <laughs> so it says free t-shirt with enrollment or something like that. And maybe it's that, you know, um, this semester, the free thing that you're giving to people who enroll at your program is that they're getting a personalized backpack or whatever it is, but have them have a business card that has on the back, if you present this business card, you get XYZ free thing. All right. So I want to stop right there with talk real quickly about those business cards. They don't have to be fancy. They can be black and white. They can be printed literally eight or 10 at a time on a printer on your desk. Yep. And this is where those specials can change every single month. And you can encourage them to take 10 at a time with the different special on the back and encourage them to give them away. The more they give away, the better it works for everybody. And maybe instead of the, the component being, if somebody enrolls, they get something, but it's really if they've given their 10 away and they come back and get 10 more, for every 10 they give away, that's where your bonus piece gives, right? Maybe that's where they get some money or recognition because you want them out there talking about your program. Yep. This is really what they call when they talk about grassroots marketing. This is a perfect example. And remember, you don't just give them the business cards and tell them you want to talk to them about this at a staff meeting. You want to remind them that when they're out at the grocery store, when they're in line and there's this, you know, finicky little kid, you know, trying to get all in mom's hair that this is a great time for them to put on their day job persona and to engage with that little kid. And when mom says something, especially if you're wearing your work shirt, you know, it's a great opportunity to, to be an advertisement for that program. Now, if you're grumpy and you really don't have a tolerance for the screaming child, this is not the time where you take it out on the screaming <laughs> child if you're in your work shirt. So yeah. Always be aware of your environment and, you know, think about, are you one of those, are you a poker player? Because if you're not a good poker player and everything, everybody can tell what's on your face. Yeah. Make sure you know that too. Yeah. So, and the other part of this, if you don't feel comfortable with having your staff going out and talking, then because you haven't supported them enough and, and gotten them to that place, they're still part of your advertising. They're still part of your marketing. Because when you tour your program, they're there. Oh, yes. The staff is in the building when you do a tour. And so whether they're presenting the best of themselves or the worst of themselves, it is going to get to your potential clients. And if they're having a rough day, 
and they're being snippy, you're not going to get that enrollment. So, so in other words, what you're saying is if you're doing a tour, you should make sure that your teachers know there's a tour coming at 11 o'clock today? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and this is what it means also that your teachers should be communicating with you as the director what's happening activity-wise. So you should also know when's the best time over the course of a week to really show off a classroom, right? So if you've got preschoolers doing some really cool activities over the course of the week, that might be the best time to schedule tours in the preschool classroom. And not on the day that you have the petting zoo coming for a visit. <laughs> Let's not have a tour of that. Day. And probably not during nap time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of times as directors, we have a tendency to make it convenient for the parents instead of convenient for us and the best time for our staff and for the kids. So if you've never done this before, try it just for two weeks. Take your calendar, block off the times that are the best times for that week for infant tours, toddler tours, preschool tours, and any other age group that you might have, depending on how you arrange your classrooms. For each of your classrooms. For each of your classrooms. Put those on a highlighter, and that's the only time you schedule those age tours. I say do it for a month, because a lot of times you don't have a tour every week. So do it for a month um, and let your staff know that you're doing it at this time because this is when they told you that they and their class are going to show to best advantage. And then let them know uh, a parent is coming in. Their child's name is Michaela. Uh, Michaela is X age old so that they, if they feel comfortable, can ask questions about Michaela when you're in the classroom that shows that they are engaged and that they would like Michaela to be in their classroom. This is part of them being a salesperson for your program. You're going to have some staff who are like, absolutely not. I have a hard time talking to the parents I've known for six months. <laughs> I'm not talking to a stranger. Then don't make them do that. Instead, make sure that in front of them, you talk about how wonderful they are as a teacher for this age group. Butter them up. Talk about how wonderful they are in front of themselves. Does that make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> Always make sure that your building is ready for the tour and that your building shows the credentials of your staff by their door. So again, you never know when somebody's going to be sick or when there might be a substitute. So if somebody is got training, which all of your staff have training, they should there should be some information about the staff next to the door so that you don't necessarily have to have everything about every person memorized. It can be on the cheat sheet by the side of the door. Um, but you should also make sure that you know your staff's name and that you know all the kids' names, especially if those are classrooms that you're going to be showing off. So if you're going to the toddler classroom and you know that those kids are going to want to come up and start touching you and, and they just love you and they're like, Miss Carrie, then Miss Carrie needs to, and she, and she will because they're all under three feet tall. She's going to know all their names and it's going to be great and she's going to be able to interact with them. And this is something that's going to make a huge impact on those parents who are trying to decide if your program is the right program for them. They want to see 
teachers who are engaged, teachers who have training, and teachers who are personable. So we need to make sure that we communicate to our staff what the parents are looking for. And we communicate that we're not going to be putting kids in your program who are not a right fit for your classroom. I prefer to only enroll in each classroom one week a month. I can't always abide by that, but that is my goal, is that, you know, if I've got 12 classrooms, three of them are getting enrolled in week one, three in week two, three in week four, and three in, I missed a week. Anyway, <laughs> we're only enrolling in certain weeks so that the teachers know that most of the time their classroom can roll along without having to integrate a new child. Because every time you integrate new children, it rocks the boat a little. And by being clear in your communication about the fact that you're trying to make it so that there's only new kids starting in the second week of the month, they're going to be more likely to be advocates for your program and salespeople for your program. Because they're going to be like, I've never worked in a place where they don't just drop kids in every time a parent wants to give you money. Talk about that with your staff and about how you value the piece of their classroom. And so, because you don't want to disrupt that, you're trying to only enroll certain times of the year or now, certain times of the month. And enrolling doesn't necessarily mean when you give the tours. Right. So we give you, a tour any day yeah. that we that is a good day for us and that we have room in our appointment schedule. There you go. So the other thing you need to make sure when you are talking to your staff is helping your staff understand what it means to have that one more or two more kids in the class, because sometimes that makes a big difference in the budget. And it may make a big difference in a piece of playground equipment or a piece of equipment that maybe they were really wanting that you haven't been able to afford. Or having a floater. Having a floater. So sometimes you may need to be a little more vulnerable and share with the staff the financial piece. And so they may not really understand why you're trying so hard to put in two, three more kids into that class. But if all of a sudden you explain to them that, you know how you really wanted that texture play or you wanted that new playground piece or we really needed a floater in these three classrooms? I can't do that until I do A, B, and C. Help them see where that money's going and the numbers because yeah. that'll make a huge difference. So help your staff become raving fans, communicate about when you're touring, communicate about any um, marketing programs that are going on. If you're doing the free t-shirt with enrollment or whatever, give them business cards that somebody can turn in to redeem the free t-shirt. Make them feel like they are part of it because whether you want them to be or not, they already are. So we might as well communicate with them and encourage them to do it and to do it well. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.